This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 241, I think it is, recorded on December 17th, 2015. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. And, of course, we post the show with world-class show notes each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can also now join us live on our new mobile apps, whether it's Android or iPhone. Get the easy-to-subscribe-to buttons for each of them. The best way to do it is just go to HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Both buttons are right there. It will automatically just drop you into what you need to have and subscribe you so you can listen each week. Uh, the best part about those live app, or those apps is the live feature on them. If you were on a plane or in a train and you just had minimal bandwidth, you could be listening to us, the audio only via Spreaker, uh, on there, and it's a great way to do it. Uh, again, head out to HomeGadgetGeeks.com and to download there. We want to thank LastPass for sponsoring that, those mobile apps for us, and of course, of course, Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. Find the links to this show, many other great podcasts out at thegeeksnetwork.com. I want to quickly introduce Mike Weger. Mike, we moved open mic night as well, right? I mean, new night for you guys, uh, Wednesday nights? Yeah, everything has changed. Uh, yeah, we're back to Wednesday nights on uh, open mic. I shouldn't say back to it. We switched to Wednesday nights, but hey, at least we're back up and running, answering the question from last week of when open mic night was coming back, but we're back. Okay, good enough, and we um, this might be the fastest interview we've done from begin. You know, when we think about asking the guests to come on and then getting them to actually come on, we uh, you you guys all know if you've listened to the podcast over the last couple of weeks, uh, we purchased a ninety-nine dollar Kangaroo mobile PC. We got it over to Mike Weger to you know he's the Mac guy, and so we got it over to him like this was going to be his Windows device, and so we got it to Mike. Mike uh, was kind enough to reach out to to the guys, uh, the engineer there, and we have Ben Chu here from. And Ben, do you work for Kangaroo in Focus? How, how does that work? And welcome to Home Gadget Geeks. Uh, great to be here, guys. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, just a little background here. The uh, company is in Focus. It's the uh, projector company that I think is uh, fairly well known. But we're actually part of uh, the Kangaroo team, which is really a sort of a small subset within the InFocus uh, company. And we're, in a sense, sort of like a startup Skunk Works sort of team that's focused strictly on this, uh, this new platform and uh, new form factor. So the, uh, you know, the intent is really to try and shake things up in the uh, desktop space. And we're trying to call this a, a new form factor, the mobile desktop. And, uh, and again, the, uh, the, the hope here is that uh, with all the, you know, the new Intel technology and, and certainly Windows 10, there's a, you know, a great opportunity that we see to, to really kind of make some new form factors. You know, and I think over the past couple of years, you guys have probably seen all the, the mini PCs, the compute sticks, and, and whatnot, right? And, and we think this is a great opportunity to uh, explore some new uh, new opportunities. Yeah, we, we actually tested. So we have a tech scholarship fund where we I purchase equipment. The guys use our Amazon affiliate link, and then ah, I take right. those funds, and I buy equipment for guys to test, and they get to keep it, right? It, it's right. the best way to get a fair review. This might right. benefits from it. Right. At that at that standpoint, we have a compute stick. I think those were like 132 bucks. Right. I I have I looked at those when we compare this kangaroo, you know, the the this device to a 132 dollar compute stick. It is it's 
it's better, it's bigger, right. it's more powerful, and it's cheaper. How? Let me just ask the question. How did you guys, I mean, $99 seems a little <laughs> unreasonable. How did you guys right. get that perfect well, kind of sweet spot? Right, so I, I think there's certainly a, a business uh, intent here to try and get the adoption rates up, right, to get people interested. It's it's really a, a big splash into the market, right, and, and certainly the pricing is is a, is a big factor in that uh, in that endeavor. But I think the you know the critical piece for us is to try and uh, establish that hey this is this is something that's like you said something that's better than the the stick PCs and and some of the other mini PCs. I mean certainly there's going to be uh, a series of uh, trade-offs, right? It's it's your typical sort of engineering problem. We, we've made some intentional decisions on where we want to focus, right? We saw certainly some of the benefits of where the stick PC is, but there's I think some weaknesses there, right? That that we've tried to overcome, and I think the the first area is certainly around having an integrated battery, right? Because I think that gives it an ability that that simply just separates it very clearly from from the rest of the pack, right? And the other aspect is is the dock, right? The issue is that we've been, you know, kind of contemplating. Okay, there are things that we want to highlight, like okay, we want to be next to a PC monitor, or we want to be next to the big screen TV, but we want to be able to kind of move things around. And so it's it's hot pluggable because it's the, it's got the battery, and you can leave docks right everywhere in the house if you want, or between the home and the the office, and even on the road. So we we've tried to really create the story around. Again, Windows 10 anywhere on any screen, which is sort of the tagline around this, and that that's sort of the messaging that we're trying to communicate to uh, new users. And we expected, hey, it's it's a new thing, right? New widget. People are going to need some education and and some experience to to understand what this is. So that's why we wanted to kind of come out with this very enticing, almost impulse buy sort of price point, right? People, it's it's not even you know you don't even think about it, right? No, that's that's the intent. You don't. I, I impulse bought it for Mike. Right. And that was kind of the deal. Ben, before we forget too far into this, let's get to yes. know you a little bit because folks sure. will wonder who you are and what you do and what, what role do you play in the company and how long right. have you been doing this and how would you get there? Right. So um, basically I'm uh, head of the director uh, or head of the uh, U.S. sales area. I'm the director of U.S. sales and I'm part of the core team. There's probably about five of us uh, scattered all across the globe. Uh, most of us are uh, flying either, you know, between the U.S. and and uh, uh, overseas in, in Pacific Asia Pacific, uh, whether it's China or Taiwan. Uh, actually, this project started about almost two and a half years ago, um, and uh, so I've been involved with uh, this project almost from day one. And um, you know, most of my uh, past experience is around project management and sort of on the business side, supply chain area. But uh, I think this has been an opportunity for us to grow into the consumer space. So I'm, I'm quite excited to be part of the, the kind of consumer U.S. sales side of the business, trying to get into the, the different retailers and really get a, uh, an opportunity to uh, you know, grow you know, something from, from zero, right? So that, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and so where are you, lo where are you currently located? Um, I'm in the San Jose and the Bay Area. Uh, actually, I've uh, been here for the past 15 years, so it's, uh, it's exciting to be in the, in the Valley. So yeah, no, that's my hometown. So I grew up ah, in okay. San Jose. Yeah, I was I right. graduated from high school there. Moved away, did some military time, and then uh, moved out to the Midwest. Here, Mike and I are both located in the Omaha, uh, Nebraska okay. area. So you got it's early, a little bit earlier for you there. Thanks for, right. for jumping in. I do <laughs> no miss problem. being in San Jose. You're in the right spot uh, for what you're doing there. <laughs> right. So you had mentioned. So let's let's talk a little bit about form factor because yeah, I showed this. I took it. I bought it. I took it to work to give it to Mike actually he was going to meet me there and 
I took it over to a buddy and I, I said, hey, you got to check this thing out. And I slid right. the box, which, you know, really nice box. And you open it right. up and you pull that out in, you know, this black uh, phone size device you pull out. It's, it's, right. it's elegant. It looks great. What were you shooting for there? I mean, what were kind of the, some of the thoughts as we just think about material yeah. design to begin with? What were you hoping for? It, it, it does, did you get there? Well, I think the, the key issue was we wanted to create a, a very premium, high-quality build for the product. That's why it's, it's got a, an aluminum enclosure, an aluminum case. right? And certainly the, the unboxing that you're talking about, we, we definitely put a lot of thought into the, the whole gift box. The, you know, I, I hate to keep to trying to ape the old Apple guys, right? I mean, it's certainly the, the, the preference these days, right? But certainly there's an element there that, that's unmistakable, right? It's something that, that always catches people's eyes to say, hey, it's, it's, a, it's a premium build. It's got a nice satin finish to it. I mean, it's, it's everything that you'd want and, and sort of not expect from a $99 product. So it's sort of, sort of this sort of strange feeling. Am I really buying something that's this inexpensive, right? And I, I think that's that's the expectation that we, we wanted to, to, to hit. So I'm glad to say that I think we've hit it in your case, right, for sure. Oh, I, I think you definitely hit it. And I was going to say, yeah. and I'm glad you did the whole, it felt like opening, you know, a new Apple product, something right. that costs, you know, a significant amount of money. And right. my expectations were, I set them low for a reason. You know, I was like, okay, right. it's a $99 machine. <laughs> uh, let's, right. let's be real, Mike, you're not going to be getting a machine that can, you know, do all this crazy stuff. Right. But then when Jim gave it to me, he's totally right with, First off, you're wowed by the presentation and when you open yep. it up. And then right. second of all, once you get this thing up and running and just the look, feel, how it looks on the desk, right. uh, no one would tell the price right. range of it. And then even beyond that, we can get into this in a little bit, the performance of it right. um, blew me away with how powerful it was for a $99 machine. Right, right. No, I, I think that's uh, that's sort of the, the general reception to date. I mean, I've seen uh, numerous reviews all across the web and Certainly, a lot of the customer feedback that we've seen on on some of the the reviews on the, on the retailer websites as well, and and that's that's I mean we've we're really quite excited that we we've, we've been able to hit that that level of uh, of uh, expectation. No, it's been good, and and certainly we were talking in pre-show. You've gone through maybe two or three rounds of it being sold out. Is yeah, is that yeah. a problem? I mean, uh, well, some uh, consumers are having a hard time finding it. It's right. in a Microsoft store and in Newegg. And right. why not Amazon? Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, um, and this is sort of the, the the great learning experience, at least for me professionally, right? I think the uh, you know the two key things that we we kind of went into this in the beginning was how do we make sure we get the right level of promotion and and excitement, right? And and we didn't want to uh, jump into sort of the big waters of, of Amazon and then turn out well, hey, we we aren't able to necessarily hit all of their uh, you know, level of delivery because Amazon is is definitely the major leagues. You you do not want to <laughs> stock out it at Amazon. So it's it's just a vast vast uh, level of, of customers. You know, I, I not to say that I feel okay with being out of stock at the Microsoft Store or or Newegg, but I think there's um, it's more of a of a, of a niche kind of uh, retailing segment. And so I think there's some level of of flexibility there. Again, obviously we're not. You know, we're not crazy about being out of stock, and unfortunately, as of today, as of right now, we're out of stock in both of their online uh, stores. Uh, there's still inventory at the Microsoft stores, but again, it's it's a learning experience that uh, you know that, that our team is is going through, and uh, admittedly, it's 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 been a steep learning curve the past couple of couple of months. Any um, so since it's in the Microsoft store, oftentimes yeah. we see the PCs in there, the signature. 
right. signature edition. Was that a, was that a choice on your part to get uh, into the for store sure. with signature? Yeah, it's definitely signature, and and we wanted to again to have a bit of a halo effect. Uh, not bit. I mean, for sure, a halo effect that we wanted to ensure that. Well, one, we we've been uh, really very. I mean, just ecstatic about the level of support that we've gotten from Microsoft. I mean, they've been supporters from day one on this, and they saw the, you know, they, they bought into the vision, the, the the concept around what we could do with this form factor, and they've been incredibly supportive, you know, through the ranks to to get the word out, to make sure all the the PR and the media were aware of this opportunity, and and again, just being in the Microsoft store and having a merchandising display, you know, next to some of the big guys in there, it's it's just been fantastic. It's it's, it's a great feeling. No, that's that's got to be cool to see that yeah. go on and to happen. Um, let's before we dig into form factor, we got a bunch of questions to ask around that. But I want to talk about use cases. And as yeah. you guys were thinking about this, in fact, I didn't even realize it had a battery in it until right. Mike. We were talking about it, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Right. It also has a battery." You know, we just for 99 bucks, it just kept getting better. Right. So right. Talk about when you were thinking about the two or three or four or five or whatever use cases for this. What right. were you thinking? Where would it land? What were you guys thinking? Well, I, I think this has been sort of, a, again, the double-edged sword of being new, right, in the sense of there's almost too many functions or, or capabilities that we saw that were missing from some of the, the existing offerings in the marketplace. And so I think the first one clearly is let's try and uh, shake up the existing desktop space, right? And I think that's the piece where whether it's the battery or, again, what I've been mentioning is, is this dock concept, right, where it splits into two pieces. I think those were the two main ingredients that we saw as being sort of the, the critical selling factor to attack the, the desktop space. And again, we, we looked at this as, okay, there's the casual or light use uh, desktop environment. And again, this is for, you know, for, for under $250 type price points. And so we, we saw, hey, you know, this is a great space that I think from a volume perspective, right, as well as a just an area that needs to be attacked is 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 ripe for for some new new products, but I think some of the other pieces that we've added on, whether it's the fingerprint reader, it's the um, the ability of uh, uh, you know to use with an iPad, you know these kind of kind of over a period of evolution or period of time of evolution that that kind of came into the product and said, hey, you know, let's let's just build on this, and I think that's that's sort of been it's again it's been a bit of a two year process. We had a previous generation on the on the Baytrail. T platform as opposed to Cherry Trail that this platform is based on, and so we did uh, you know some some learnings there as well. We did not officially launch that version of the product, but uh, you know we felt now that with the the Cherry Trail Win 10 piggybacking off of that, and having you know again Windows Hello and the fingerprint uh, integration and all this OS links. I mean everything kind of came together. It it just really it really gelled. So it, it's 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 worked out really well. Mike, have you spent? You saw my favorite part was the fingerprint reader on there. Have you have you been using that much? And is that is that a go-to to get into Windows if, if, with using Windows Hello? Uh, for about the first week, for me, it was because of where I had it set up. I had it setting on my desk, but as I got to doing more of my podcasts and and homework, it got it had to be moved down to the shelf below, and so it's kind of out of reach. So right now, I just enter my password, but it was flawless when I did use it, and I miss it. I'm looking for a space on my desk to bring it back up so I can just kind of grab it right. and use the fingerprint reader. But it's a it was something I didn't even know. You wouldn't notice it was there. Jim told right. me, and then when I started doing the research, right. and that's what I think. You know, the design of this thing is just so elegant that yeah. when you don't notice it's there, and especially right. uh, 
you know, I'm the Mac guy who always makes Windows jokes, but on typical Windows machines, the fingerprint readers are pretty ugly and they stand yeah. out on the keyboard and they don't work right. very well. That's uh, right. This one, you don't notice. It's it's beautiful and it works really well. It, I've never had a problem where I've used it and it hasn't read. Um, so it's been great. Yeah, no, we, when we first came up with this, um, you know, this functionality, I think personally, I mean, I just like you said, right, I've, I've had bad experiences with the previous uh, fingerprint readers with, uh, with Windows, and I just thought, hey, could it really be that nice like a, an iPhone, you know, just uh, uh, sort of experience? And, and no, we, we've definitely been quite, quite happily surprised. I mean, certainly there are, there remain uh, some instances or cases where if you don't quite line up your, your finger on or your thumb onto the, the, the location, it, it will mistake you know, and, and not work out. But typically, it, it'll recover the second the second time, and so yeah. it's it's been for the most part been, been pretty flawless. Yeah, I, it worked nearly every time for me when I had right. It. And you know, I had it sitting on the desk flat, and you would just grab it like you were going to pick it up, but just put your right. thumb there, and boom, you're done. I right. registered. You know, you could with Windows Hello, you can register a few other uh, prints just to make right. sure it's not just the one. That's right. And that worked great as well. So I was super impressed with that. I th I think a great application. For a device like that, right. although you uh, have you have you had customers think about mounting that? One of the questions I've had is a Visa mount, right? Can you mount yeah. it? Yeah. Have you had some questions around that at oh, all? Oh, sure, sure. I, I think that that's that's where it, it's again, it's 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 great to see the, the the level of creativity around. Okay, hey, we've got this this kind of building block now. How do we want to use it, right? And uh, I think there's it's it's been great, right? Certainly, the the Visa mount approach would be a would be an opportunity. You know the the space that we're also thinking about in the future is obviously for more um, uh, kind of a commercial or business-to-business uh, -business type environment where it's going to be, you know, something that, and again, this is sort of the, the plus and the minus, right? The, the size is great for, hey, it just fits behind a, a big screen monitor, but, you know, do we need to have it locked down because otherwise it might walk away? But uh, we've, we've, again, we've, we've started to field a lot of calls and, and interests for, you know, whether it's small, medium-sized business or even in corporate space, Hey, what can we do with this this new form factor? So it's it's just it's you know it's wide open, right? It's it's uh, it's it's great. It's a pretty blank canvas right. for you guys Indeed. at this point. Indeed, right? The, um, when I noticed it, when I was working with it, and Mike and I were testing it with some, lot, we were going to try to podcast with it, and so ah. we connected a C920 to it, which is a little resource intensive. Right. Um, the case gets pretty warm. I, I'm yeah. imagining that's intentional, right? I mean, is it active well, cooling, passive cooling through the case? It's it's passive cooling. It's it's fanless, right? And, and so it's and this is where we again we, we we had to draw this very fine line in the sense of if if you're doing anything intensive, whether it's um, you know Photoshop or any sort of intensive type applications, you're definitely not. This is not that device for that sort of application, right? I mean, we we. We don't suggest or recommend any 4K or any sort of uh, uh, real heavy-duty video editing. I mean, it's just it's just not uh, you know it's just not applicable. And it, the case will get warm in certain instances. I think the you know the intent here is for uh, again as I keep saying is, is for light use, casual use, whether it's email, web browsing, streaming media is fine. Um, there has been again various uh, commentary on some of the websites saying hey you know it gets really super warm. Um, again, depending on what's exactly being, you know, being used on, on the box, uh, I, I don't dispute that. I mean, I've, I've seen where it can get quite toasty. So that, that's, a, that's a fundamental problem of, of, of a fanless device, right? And so uh, there's some trade-offs there. 
No, I think I expected it, Mike. Yeah. I mean, you, Mike, you going into this was that was that a problem for you? I mean, we were testing it. Did it? Did you get worried? I mean, you touched it. It gets warm. Yeah, no, it gets warm. But like he said, it's only really, you know, when we were doing that intensive, when I had the C920 plugged in and stuff like that, my biggest testing I've kind of been doing with it is I've been trying all sorts of activities and putting my hand on it to see how warm it's getting. And really, it is during those extremely intensive activities. Yeah. Other than that, you can have a million, uh, you know, Chrome windows open, and it's not going to get hot. You know, it, you can be doing normal things, and it stays right. pretty cool. I even right. did some audio editing on it, and it mm. worked fine, actually. For audio editing, it was perfect. Now, like you said, for video, it might be a little too intensive yeah. for it. But with the audio right. editing, it uh, got a little warm, but not too bad. I was just surprised how well it worked. Uh, right. Ben, as a consumer, do I need to be worried about that heat? I mean, I think that's the thick the Oh, right. Can, I, right. can that thing burn up, and, and do I need to put it someplace? If, if I'm going to do those kinds of things, do you recommend, you know, is there something you'd recommend the way to leave it out in the open, or what do I do? Right. Well, I, I think, again, the, the use case initially, right, like, like we've been saying, is as, as a desktop, it, it's physically stationed next to your PC monitor or your, you know, big screen TV. And most people aren't reaching down to touch it. And, I mean, even when you say, okay, I'm going to use the fingerprint reader just to log in, I mean, it's not like you're holding it like your, your smartphone, right? So, you know, for, for most people, I, I don't think it's an issue. I think it's when, okay, if I'm really trying to move it from point A to point B and, hey, I'm, you know, watching some video content that, that might be fairly intensive and I pick it up, it, it, it will get a little warm. But, again, I, I think the expectation is you're going to watch the movie or whatnot, you know, and have it finished before you're going to maybe move it to some other location. So I think in most cases it's not it's not really a concern. Yeah. It's, it's it's just not I don't, there. By the way, yeah. I don't see that as a bad thing. I mean, I think going into it, it knowing that I, this is a tiny right. little, you know, and there's not a lot of room, and I'm trading, you know, trading off that for yeah, this. Yeah, so exactly. I, I don't see that as a bad thing. Let's talk right. a little bit about this dock concept because yeah. it, you've got this piece on the bottom, and and I think you've, you're you're trying to go with a universal dock concept where you guys can create more kinds of docks. Exactly. With a two s two USB and a power. Right. Uh, to to charge it back up, right? What are your thoughts on? And Mike, uh, let me Michael show that just for folks who've never seen it. Mike, let me right. focus on you here real quick. So that's the dock itself. That's Mike showing. And Mike, can you disconnect that from the device? Yeah. Um, so that just pulls out on the bottom, and then it's got right. a set of pins up there. Can you talk a little bit about that dock and kind of your thinking right. for the future? Yeah, the the plans certainly are to to get this initial simple version of the kangaroo dock out into the marketplace to kind of get the concept across, right? And I mean the the plans for the for the coming year are are to get additional docks. We actually ran a survey uh, a couple of weeks ago at, on the website to try and get feedback from people on you know what do they want, and and clearly the ones that that have popped up are, I think are ones that we expected as well. Whether it's VGA, Ethernet, uh, additional USB ports. I think those things all make sense, and and we're certainly we're gonna you know we're gonna push to have a uh, an additional what we're gonna call probably more of a stationary version of the dock, a kangaroo base type thing, that basically will sit there. I mean the 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 kangaroo dock that we have now you can you know put in your pocket obviously right it's it's small enough to carry around, but I think we want to create uh, an additional off, offshoot of this uh, dock which will you know just stay you know whether it's again located next to your TV or your PC monitor, and so yeah we we definitely see an opportunity to broaden this this ecosystem of, of additional devices or additional docks. Is is that hot swappable? So say I could see a, a scenario where I have that dock that would it would load in on the back of the dock. I think about my Surface Pro right. docking station, right? It's got exactly. it would have Ethernet in and maybe right. another USB port, maybe sound. 
I yeah. think that was one of the other comments. Ah, uh, yes, audio port, right? Audio an audio port, right? What can I put that thing to sleep? Lift it out of that one dock, take the dock that comes with it, plug it in, take it to another room, plug it oh, into yeah. the TV. I sure hope so, because that's just what I did. I just <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. hope that, that that's, yeah. that's allowed. You, you don't need to put it to sleep, right? I mean, that's the purpose of the battery. You just it'll it'll keep going, right? I mean, again, the the stated uh, use time it's it's, it's a twenty two hundred milliamp hour battery that's in there, so it's it's not going to last you a full day for sure, right? I mean, the the casual use testing that we've done, it's probably more around. You know, three to four hours, and again, we're we're back into this scenario of okay, so how are you actually going to use this when it's not physically plugged into something? You know, whether it's obviously on an iPad, then then sure, you might want to again pop in for a few minutes or just look up something, but it's not intended really to be okay. I'm going to like do my you know dissertation on this for the next three hours, kind of thing, right? So yeah, I, the the battery it, again, it's nice because the you know as you if stated, if you're comparing this to like a stick PC, you're gonna have to shut everything down, basically, right? And it's right. admittedly, it's a bit of a hassle, right? Yeah. Well, I'd love, I mean, for my scenario, I'd love to be working at it at the desk and put it in a standby mode. Mm -hmm. Just pull it out of the dock, put the travel. I would consider what you ship it with as the travel dock. Yeah, exactly. Put the travel dock in it. Right. Throw it in my bag. Go to work. Yeah. And then when I get to work, pull it out, and, and maybe at work I plug it into a monitor or two. Exactly. Will it power two standard HDMI? I mean, will it, will it, will it power two monitors? Is that no. Okay. Yeah, th that's one of the limitations that we found that um, in in theory we don't we don't uh, have that capability in this in this device at this time. So it's it's really meant for a single monitor uh, use use case. Okay. No. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, get to work. Plug single monitor. Plug that in HDMI. Uh, set it down. Connect to it with a Bluetooth keyboard that's sitting right. on my desk at work. Right. Right. And you know uh, maybe a Bluetooth keyboard and a nice Surface. Uh, you know these yeah. Surface. A Surface mouse uh, right. would go nice. Would pair nicely with it and, and right. go on. Story. So, I see that. Uh, I see that working. So I like the dock concept. Are is that right. still in a? Is that anywhere close to being anywhere? Or can you talk about that? Yeah, I, I mean we're 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 in development of that of that next version of, of the the kangaroo base and the kangaroo dock, which uh, we're hoping uh, timing is still TBD. Uh, it, it should be early next year. That's sort of the the rough time frame at this point. So, I love taking it back and forth between the office and the living room, plugging it into my big screen TV for having a TV then or a computer in the living room. And right. So that's been nice. But so on that dock, having two of them would be perfect in those right. different scenarios where here in my desk, I probably want a different dock than I would maybe if I'm just throwing it up on the TV uh, for different purposes. So yeah, I mean, that would be fantastic. Right. No, that, that's in, in fact, that is the, the use case that we're, we're shooting for, right, is, is to be able to say, let's move from point A to point B and, and just basically have this, uh, this set of docks anywhere, right? That, that's, that's the intended uh, uh, use. So, yeah. Did one of the frustrations I've had with Windows devices that have been coming out are small form factors or the fact that we're going 2 gig for, for RAM for everything yeah. instead of 4. Can you right. talk a little bit, of, can you address that a little bit from a design standpoint? Because I'd love to see it with 4. I think it's a no-brainer. Sure. Windows works best with 4, so talk a little bit about it. Yeah, no, we, we, we definitely debated that internally. I, I think there's some uh, inherent limitations that, uh, you know, constraints that we, we had to, to live with. Um, I, I would prefer to say that, I well, th there is, there's, there's a plan to have a 4-gig version, and, and we're, we're testing the, uh, the interest around that. But I think what, what uh, invariably comes up is, is how much of a, a price difference are, are we really going to be able to, uh, to, you know, trade off on this. And, 
you know, I, I, I saw all the comments, you know, there's, there's always somebody who wants the, 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 you know, of the good, better, best. Somebody wants right. the best always, right? Yeah. And and that's fine. I mean, it's it's just a trade-off now to, to, to launch something initially to, to try and hit, you know, most of the market. So, yeah, I totally understand that. Well, not not a problem. Be, you have to be careful because some of the guys in our community are going to want a 16-gig one and they're going <laughs> to run VMs off of it. And right, right, right. The server out of it. I mean, already, when I, when I got it, I, you know, I tweeted, I think, or I went on Facebook and I said, hey, I'm... I'm looking at this thing. What would you be interested in? There was some like, could you run XBMC, which is yeah. not called that anymore. But Cody, you know, right? Yeah, we yeah we've lost the media center with Windows Seven going. That's away. right. We've lost the media center. This could be a really cool media center kind. Oh, of for device. sure. Have you thought about that? No, for sure. I mean, the the I I'd say of the comments I've seen on uh, the the Newegg uh, website, a good chunk. I, I'd say easily 40, 50 percent. This is the intended. Use case for a lot of those guys, and 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 they definitely want, whether it's Plex or Cody, you know, they definitely want to treat this as their their media center, right? And and definitely not a problem. Obviously, Netflix and you know the streaming uh, streaming media type apps are, are not a problem to run off of this device. I mean, you, you can even do Xbox streaming, right? I mean, this is yeah. another use case, right? If if you're into that, right? You've got the Xbox and you want to, well, I want to play it. You know, in my bedroom as opposed to my living room, just stream to this device. That that works. That was Obviously, pretty cool. I tried that yeah. for the first time the other day. I was like, oh wow! One feature I didn't even know existed with right. my Xbox. I've never had a Windows machine, and I was right. surprised this thing handled it as well as it did. Right. No, and and that's that's the great thing about Windows 10, right? I mean, that that's where again all of this is is piggybacking off of that. And again, the you know the the, the question really becomes where where can you not use it almost, right? That's that's the, the the question mark. It's just that portable and and easy to move around, right? And that's that's why it's 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 sort of the the form factor that we chose to give it that ability to to just easily go from point A to point B. Well, I'm excited to hear maybe a four gig option coming. I would definitely be interested from my standpoint. I'm sure you got plenty of feedback. Mark yep. Robinson in our chat room says it's actually available on Amazon. No, in Newegg CA. So if you're in Canada, it's still right. available. In in Canada, you can buy them. They're sold out here in the U.S. So right. that's oftentimes right. you can only get them in the U.S. And our Canadian friends can't get them. But uh, he is right. he is available there. Kevin Schoonover, who is the one who originally had put this in our chat room when we first started talking about this. He says, how about a dock for the maker market? Uh, this could be a good embedded, embedded PC. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? No, for sure. I mean, th th again, we're, we're trying to prioritize where, where we want to go to next. I think for sure the, the embedded space is, is a huge opportunity for us. I think even in the, the previous generation, there's a lot of talk on whether it's um, you know, digital signage, or other, you know, industrial type PC embedded uh, devices. I think for the maker market, I'm not sure if we're, you know, we're not trying to go after the Raspberry Pis of the world per se. But I, I think there's there's certainly that, you know, that interest that hey, you could you could take and customize. And um, I mean, something to explore perhaps uh, in, in 2016. But at this point, it's it's not a, a key focus for us. Do the future docks then all have that same form factor with the two pins? And, and what kind of pin? Is that a proprietary where it connects into it? Is that a proprietary thing for you guys? Yeah, the 40-pin the connector, is it's the pinouts are proprietary. It's, um, it's something that we're trying to, to again, you know, there's, there's too, many, <laughs> too, many, too many docks out there with the, you know, this, this same fundamental question mark, right, around how, how future-proof is it. Um, I think for us, we, we definitely do want to standardize around it uh, and, and see how far we can take it. 
Um, they're asking why the kangaroo name. Where did that? Uh, the chat room's asking that. Where did kangaroo <laughs> come from? Somebody is speculating it's a it's a nod to our Australian friends. But uh, well, you could certainly say that. I, the original kind of uh, code name for this was was Joey, right? So we 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 kind of centered around the the concept of hey, it's sort of a uh, you know a, a baby kangaroo kind of coming home to the, the the mama, right? And it's in a sort of pouch, you know, connecting dock sort of thing. Um, and the name just sort of stuck. Uh, the, our chief architect uh, was was basically the the you know the inspiration behind the, the kangaroo name. So, so you, you took the name from Australia. When is it going to be available <laughs> in Australia? Are some good, of good our question. Listeners are yeah, good question. No, I, I think that's that's the other dilemma. You know, as as we've been saying, it's it's stocked. It's out of stock now in in the U.S. and you know we we have fielded so many so many emails and and and, and you know interest in whether it's Europe, Australia. Uh, all over the world, and it's just you know, hey, I want to be your reseller. Hey, you know, when can I buy it here or there? It's, <laughs> it's again a good problem to have, yeah. but at this point, we're we're trying to make it through holiday in the U.S. and and not doing too well a job at, at this point. <laughs> so it's a good problem to have. It's exciting. Yeah. I mean, we're excited yeah. for you guys. It's fun to see this. Where you know, I, I I'm not sure. Well, we know you did not anticipate it being this successful Indeed. in these markets. For sure, for sure. And, uh, it's fun to see it uh, uh, kind of take off. From yes. That yes. When we think about future, you know, we talked about add-ons and docs and some other right. things. Anything else? You know, we talked about more memory maybe and some of those right. kinds of things. Anything else we didn't mention that you'd be excited to kind of talk about with an enthusiast community that that might be options? Well, so so one of the other pieces is certainly, and and this is where we're we're still uh, debating this internally is is the the whether the dock can be integrated into something like a monitor, right? So, you know, whether uh, there's enough interest to say, hey, let's buy uh, a 24-inch uh, full HD type monitor that has an integrated dock, and it, and it would have some additional USB uh, um, uh, options for you as well. So would that be uh, worthwhile, right, to say, hey, I don't need to use a separate Dock. I could just have one that's built in and it slots right in. I mean, that's something that, that we've also been been debating internally. And and how much a, you know, how much a, of a of a of a demand would there be for that type of uh, dedicated device? Now, again, this would be a monitor that, in theory, could be you know fine. It would work with any standard desktop as well if you didn't have the the you know the kangaroo. But the intent is, hey, I want to have something that almost looks like it's a like a semi all-in-one type device. But you know, I think that's one of the other pieces that we we debated is when you talk about all-in-ones, um, it's great to say, hey, I've got a high-end all-in-one like an iMac, right? But it's it's specked out to the gills for maybe like an i7 and above. But hey, that screen that screen is going to be good for five years. But I'm stuck with the current gen of Intel's CPU, even when they've come out with you know three more generations. By the time, hey, I may want to change my you know my iMac screen now. I mean, this is sort of the the dilemma that I think a lot of people are seeing with the all-in-ones, right? And this is something that that, that we want to say is, hey, we've got a modular all-in-one almost, or a modular uh, desktop environment where you keep the screen that you like, but you can upgrade, right? Potentially, whenever there's a new CPU generate CPU generation that comes out. So that's something that you know that that's floating around internally as a, as an idea for the future as well. 
when you you've several times you've you've alluded to trying to get a gauge on how popular this would be or how popular this you know you're trying right. these different things and you're like and and I get it we, we you know I, I work for a business that we have new ideas all the time and we're thinking about would anybody buy you know right. would anybody buy this stuff and you hate to go to market too quickly and then have nobody buy an excess exactly exactly I thought of doing like Kickstarter models where you gauge that yeah. through funding? Is that any, has that come across? It, it, it's come up, but I, I think just, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen, right, just recently the all the bad press that, that Kickstarter's been getting for, for some, you know, whatever you want to call it, scams or shenanigans, <laughs> shenanigans yeah. right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a little, actually a little leery of, of, of heading into that space uh, at this time. I mean, I think before um, we, we did debate about, you know, how do we want to bring this to market and, and try and get, uh, again, you know, some, some read on, on the interest before committing. But, um, you know, I, I think given what we've, we've run into so far, which has been, been quite successful, I, I'm okay, I think, at this point to, to just go with a more traditional, hey, we're going to launch something and, and maybe we'll start with small volumes. But I think, uh, you know, we stock out, that's, that's a good indication, right, of, of where the interest is. But, uh, you know, Kickstarter... In itself, in and of itself, I think at this point is is uh, maybe something we'll we'll probably not head into at this at this stage. Yeah, we've interviewed some, and we like to interview. You're in our perfect market for our show because we like yeah. to interview yeah. these small market or emerging right. market companies. We've interviewed like Clamor or uh, uh, Simple Podcast Press. These guys that are they're small shops. They're moving right. quickly. They've all gone to social media for their feedback and right. those loops. How how active are you guys in social? And if somebody had bought this, I think actually we're going to sell a whole bunch of these <laughs> uh, yeah. through this podcast. Right. What's the best way if they want to get involved and get feedback into you? What's the best way to do that? Where how is yeah? That? We're on. I mean, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook with uh you know with kangaroo.cc is sort of the handle. I mean, uh, we've gotten a lot of interest. I think you know I was saying a while ago that uh, we ran the survey, uh, and we we probably generated. Certainly more than I expected in terms of just responses and input from from the community. I mean that's certainly something that, again, just like you guys have 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 been very uh, prominent about is is wanting to build a community that hey that that is centered around this device, right? And and we want to build on that. I think that's again that's that's where we are in this in this stage of development, right? With marketing and, and wanting to build that that uh, that grassroots appeal, right? And uh, again, that's that's the only way we're going to be able to get the the, the feedback, right? I, I don't think we're <laughs> we're going to make a you know, a big splash like uh, one of the the typical big guys out there, right? It's just it's not that's not where we 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 want to play at this point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for sure. My vote for an add-in or for a a module, what I'm thinking about is a screen on one side and a battery on the back, and it just slides right in. And then you'd have a small little touch screen for the Windows 10 to take advantage of all the mobile capability that Windows 10 has, and then maybe it extends that battery out from. You said, is it a two two thousand milliamp? Is that or two twenty two hundred? Yeah, twenty two hundred milliamp, right? Yeah. No, you your your description is in fact the our chief architect is in fact that that's sort of one of the the inspiration type uh, ideas that he had initially. So, the 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 challenge that we have, I think, with that sort of um, product is is being able to uh, keep to the um, the thinness of of what's out there now. I mean, you look at like an iPad Air. Yeah. You know, everybody's expectations now, it's, well, it's got to be under 10 millimeters, right? And it's like, well, that's kind of hard when you're trying to slot something in to anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's physically a challenge from a mechanical engineering side. But, uh, you know, for sure, your, your, your interest or your, your use case is something that, that's come up as well internally for us. Yeah, or even just a version with a screen. 
right already on it. It's it, it's the perfect form factor size. Indeed. I mean, you guys went with the right with right. the right look to begin with. Speaking right. of the look, in the upper right hand corner, left hand, depending, there's a the the light is up there. Uh, and it's a blue right. little circle. Is that really just design, or is yeah. that meant for something? Well, there there's I think mostly for ID, right, for the industrial design to try and give it sort of a brand. Uh, Appeal or brand sort of uh, signature to it, but um, it, it does you know it, it will blink uh, a different color depending on the the state of the of the battery and, and how you, it's being used. So there's some functionality there. There's also been discussions about maybe using it sort of as a potential sort of like a Kensington lock kind of device where it, it can lock itself into a, you know whether it's a monitor or a, another type of dock so it just you know doesn't walk away. But that's again something <laughs> we haven't quite uh, figured out entirely yet, so we're still working on that one. Yeah, there's some thoughts going around. You know, we, we mentioned a Visa mount uh, to it, right. so it could plug in. Now, someone else mentioned uh, pairing it with a touchscreen. You know, we for a while talked about the kitchen PC. Of course, we're again right. the gadget show. Right. The kitchen PC. You know, a, a Microsoft Surface works great in the kitchen. A little expensive though. There's yeah. some all-in-ones that we've we've talked about in kitchens. This might pair up nicely with a inexpensive touchscreen monitor, right? And right. It would just maybe lock in behind it, and you, that there's your there's right. your all-in-one. That's a compo that's componentized, right? You can pull it out right. and replace it. Type modular, thing. right? Exactly, exactly. No, that's that's sort of I think something that like I was saying again, perhaps with a 24-inch monitor. I think the uh, you know for pricing purposes, I think the uh, the non-touchscreen version is probably something that that we'll probably uh, focus on initially. But yeah, I, I think if there's enough demand that hey, we we want to push this to a touchscreen version, that would be fantastic as well. I, I think again, it's back to the fundamental question of how much you know interest there really would be or demand for the product would be. Yeah, can I hack la uh, Linux onto this thing if I wanted to? Have you guys tried that? Uh, yeah, and this is where you know it's 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 we're back to the issue of well, we we don't support. Right, non right, right Windows, <laughs> yes. and and it's it's back to the real question of drivers, right? Um, it, it fortunately, um, from what we've seen, and again, you don't quote me on this, but my my personal experience is it's it's very doable. I, I've I've put Ubuntu on there without too much of a hassle, so it's it's doable. It's just a question of how much if you you know again run into future updates uh, and dependencies, you know, is that going to cause something to not work? And that's that's always problematic, right, with with yeah. Linux. We have a pretty hackable community here. Guys like sure. to try stuff out. A bunch of Windows and, and various Linux admins are in our yeah. group. We hear from sure. them from time to time. And right. guys that work in the PC environment that you know may see something like this show up. I mean, I think these make great, almost thin clients. Exactly. That are not thin clients. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I can think of a million situations where these things would work uh, really, really well and be light yes. and portable. Have you so in that on that case, uh, how far from getting a Kensington spot on there <laughs> to make that? Well, work? it can't be that hard, can it? No, it shouldn't be that hard. I just think the question is how much of a of a you know lock would it really present, right? Because it's I mean, <laughs> you know, not True. much to you True. know. What do you what are you stealing exactly, right? I right. Mean, it's, you know, ninety-nine bucks. What do you What do you want, right? It's like when they put the five-dollar razors behind the lock and key at the. There you the go. Store. Exactly. Like, you know, guys, they're only really worth five bucks. <laughs> right. You know? Are you exactly. really? But you know, they, they get stolen the most, and so right. those are because they're in small. Mike, right. you've worked with this, and I've been asking most of the questions. Any Any thoughts or any questions that you have? You've really been the primary user. Uh, anything right. else from your side? 
Well, the one thing I was wondering is with the price and the form factor, has there been any focus on the education market or, you know, getting uh, right. these things into the hands of, of uh, kids and especially, you know, which is how small they are. I mean, these things could be in a backpack with a student right. at a school. Um, and with the, just like we've been talking about, portability, the monitors, it could be super easy right. for them to go classroom to classroom and take their computer with them. Right. I went to a school where we were issued, each one of us had our own laptops. Right. So in high school, we all had, you know, we were part of the Apple program, uh, right. but a laptop was big and bulky. Yeah, it was kind of cool to take it around each class and take it home with you, but I imagine there's a lot of opportunity with something like Kangaroo. No, no, for sure. I, I think that's, again, it's it's a question of how, how do we get get to, to attack that segment because I think there's, you, you've, you've hit it right on the spot, right, because I think for sure getting this sort of very, you know, this handheld device almost, right, that you could basically move them again, whether it's in a school lab or back home. They just, you just have the dock at home and move it between the locations. And everybody can have one, right? Every, every child, every member of the family can have one. It's, just, it's, it's your personal PC, right, <laughs> for, for, for all intents and purposes. And, and that's, that's definitely what, what we want to attack next. It's, it's definitely a, an opportunity for, like you said, education, school labs, for sure. Now, yeah. Tony Tony Rainer's asking, and it's the full version of Windows 10. This isn't a win. This isn't a Bing version, right? This is the full no, no. It's it's the Windows Home. Uh, yeah, I mean, Windows 10 officially doesn't have the Bing version, to my knowledge. But this right. is uh, this is the full version. It's not Windows 10 Pro. So some of the you know capabilities that that's in the Pro version is certainly not in this Windows 10 Home version. So right. like, what one of the things, and and this is again for the for the real the super uh, techies guys out there is that there's Two things that we put on there that we haven't touched on yet, and this is sort of the the problem is it's a long feature list. Um, there's a, a plug on the side, there's a, a micro USB slot on the uh, I guess on the left hand side of the device, and that's strictly for charging the internal battery. Um, in a pinch, if you had to run it strictly off of that, like if you had your USB charger and you just wanted to run it off there, you could. It uh, typically, if if you're really using it for anything more than nothing, right? If it's just literally on and not doing anything, you could probably keep it running on off the USB charge, but it wouldn't, wouldn't last very long. But the other nice thing that, that, uh, that is in there is what we're calling a, uh, it's a, it's sort of like a hotspot in the sense of we can turn the Wi-Fi so that it becomes uh, effectively an access point. So you can remote in. Uh, what we don't provide is VNC or any of the other variants of VNC. Right, but we do give it um, sort of a small little app, and it allows you to, to switch on and off the um, uh, the access point. So again, if if like on your iPad or your iPhone, you could install whether whether there's you know many types of apps, whether it's remote mouse, remote uh, keyboard, right? You can now basically not have Wi-Fi uh, set up for the centralized version, right? Infrastructure version. And you could just see the device having uh, a Wi-Fi access point, and you can log into it, or I shouldn't say log in. You can just remote into it, and then control it right as a remote device. So that's uh, another sort of techie feature that that's on there that's not currently highlighted in, in, in much detail, but it's it's a capability that we gave it as well. I'm gonna have to give that a shot. Yeah, to solve that issue with the no RDP on the Windows Home version, I just installed Type VNC or Teams. Exactly. Or and using exactly. either of those have been great solutions because my setup of right. my iMac with two monitors, it saves me from having to switch the input on one of the monitors. I can just team right. or into it or uh, use VNC uh, with tight VNC installed. Works pretty well. Right, and yeah, team uh, team for sure is is the the way to go if there's no um, if there's no Wi-Fi. Then and and this is again a very perhaps limited use case, right? Let's say you're up in the mountains somewhere with uh, you know no Wi-Fi in, in, in the uh, in the 
in the lodge, right? You could definitely control it without it and have it connected to your TV, for instance. But again, it's it's a bit of a uh, more of a, a unique case of uh, of being you know without Wi-Fi these days. But uh, that that's an option we gave it as well. It it kind of reminds me we uh, six months ago or so we had these Kensington these are like uh, storage devices that have a network oh, right. adapter yeah and, right and the, the you know it's got that micro USB on there you guys right. have also the SD it's a micro SD reader right that's, that's right right that's and that supports up to sixty four gig in there or more well the the official uh, spec from from what Intel is saying is that at this point it's limited really by the size of the SD card. So uh, the the largest capacity that I've seen for micro SD form factor is, is up to 200 gigs, and it's a bit pricey, obviously, but uh, it, it's not a problem. So I think most now are like 128 is, is sort of the more generic uh, size, and, and that's not a problem. It, but it will scale up because the Atom processor that's in there, apparently, to my knowledge, has, has, has no problem up to 512 gigabytes even. But obviously there aren't any 512 gigabyte micro SD cards out there that I'm aware of at this point. Yeah, it just reminded me when I saw that. It just reminded me of this device that's got storage. Right. It's become a Wi-Fi hotspot. Exactly. You can charge. It's got a battery in it. You know, you got right. a card reader on this side. You can plug in right. USB. You know, they they provided a USB a 16 gig. Ah, USB right. Plugs right into it. You right. Know, you can hold it by that. It's kind of it reminds me of that because it's it's so functional from that standpoint. Right. And I didn't even think, Mike. I didn't even think about the school angle. Right. Uh, right. We were thinking about this. I mean, this would be great. Have is there any chance a Chrome OS or an Android could show up? Uh, and again, you know, you say restricted by drivers, but has that been a use case um, for you guys at all? Well, I, I think uh, you know, again, not to uh, disparage our, our strong yeah. support from Windows, right? Uh, we, yeah. we we don't want to uh, get anybody upset here. I mean, right. clearly the focus is, is on Windows, but um, I, I think in the future, uh, if if you know, there's there's certainly the the opportunity there, but I, I think uh, for for us the you know, the real opportunity is just you know like like we've been saying is is whether it's education or it's the embedded space. I think uh, the, the you know those opportunities are big enough for us to to focus on at this point, going into 2016. So I, I think uh, you know those probably are further down the road the you know, the other OSs. So to to be fair, I got to ask you just the community the community wants to know. So yeah. we're a big Windows we're big Windows fans uh, here. Yeah. A lot of us are, and so uh, except Mike Weger, he's not. <laughs> Although he's becoming Mike, how has, this, how has this changed your opinion of Windows? I mean, I think we're seeing a different a kind of a different tune from you. Talk just a, a minute about that. Encourage Ben. You know, here's a Mac guy right. on a Windows device. Mike, how has that changed your opinion of Windows? Yeah, so being my first Windows device, um, and uh, Ben, background information, I do another podcast um, with my other co-host, and it's a strictly Apple-focused podcast. Ah, and our right. episode last night, I had to talk about how I've gone to the dark side, and this kangaroo <laughs> has really brought me, right. shown me how actually good Windows 10 is and how I can't bash it anymore because now I've used right. it and now I, I like it. Um, right. That's, I think, the testimony to how crisp and how clean of an experience it's been on the kangaroo. Right. If I had gotten a machine that was, you know, jittery and non-responsive and and not yeah. smooth, I think I would have a completely different tone with Windows 10 and my right. reaction to it. Um, we got this to test the kangaroo, but we also got it for me to test Windows 10. So it's kind of a, a dual use sort of thing. Exactly. And, uh, and I think. That's what I told my listeners on my Apple podcast was, you know, right. I think it's really the device that it made it for me, and it's it 
allowed me to see, okay, I've seen the light, right. Windows 10, I can't bash anymore, it's, right. it's not terrible. So from that right. end, uh, it's been great to learn on, and um, it's exactly what I need. For the yeah. use case that you have said, uh, right. I browse email, I do Twitter, I've right. edited some audio, I, I've almost used it in a sense of, okay, so um, one of my parents or my grandparents, the things that they would like to do, because I'm exactly. for them, this would be a great replacement. My grandparents right. are running a Mac Mini that's like seven years old. It was right when they came <laughs> right. out. Uh, they're having right. all these problems with it, and if I could get them over to Windows, I'm like, this is the perfect machine for exactly. them. It's a lot exactly. smaller, a lot easier for them to use, and it works well, especially for what they would use it for. They're not going right. to be putting any heavy use on their machine, and I mean, but this thing could handle a little bit of it if they ever wanted to. It's the perfect right. grandparent computer, right? It's I mean, the perfect indeed. one. I mean, we that's the perfect use case. <laughs> we need to replace right. my mom. She had a, we had a, a PC that had gotten from XP to, for uh, her, you know, and we, so we're getting ready to pl- replace it. This was a year or two ago, and I would have loved this. Would have been if we, this would have been out. This would have been you know we spent three ninety nine or two ninety nine, right? Whatever on it, and this would have been the perfect. Bring it in, put it behind the TV. She never has to think about it. Connect exactly. to the keyboard and such. So, Ben, we've exactly. taken a bunch of your time. I want to say yep. thanks. Anything else that we missed that you feel like should be highlighted when we think about this? I mean, a lot of the guys in our community are going to use this as kind of the de facto review. For yeah. anything else you'd like to highlight, or do we get most of it? No, I think you've gotten all of it. I mean, again, you know, the the real, I think the super techies, other than like a media center uh, use case. I, I mean, think about it, right? It effectively could be your home server, right? It could do. Home gateway, however you want to, if, if you want to just throw it into a closet somewhere and as long as it's got an Ethernet connection, right? And, and again, we're, you can do it with a USB dongle approach if, if, if you have to, if you want to hardwire in. But for sure, it's, it's something that, that could definitely be your, your general purpose. Uh, just have a couple in the house, right? <laughs> you don't even think about it, right? Yeah, for sure. Good ventilation. I'd like to see 4 yep. gig of RAM, 64 gig of hard drive space. But I yep. totally get it, right? Those, that, those are my wish. Well, I had a lot yep. of wishes. <laughs> it's very cool. Ben, thank you so much. Thank We're you. We're going to let you drop off. It's Mike okay. and I have some uh, community stuff to do, but All right. ben, thanks for doing it. We, thanks for having we, me. Uh, friends of the Kangaroo, so as you guys get ready to launch new stuff, if you want to come back, have those guys contact us. We can have we'll you back do. on. We'd love to have you That'd come be great. back and talk Appreciate about that. updates and upgrades. And, and It's cool that maybe we're the second or third or fourth podcast to, to get yeah. the opportunity to talk about this. And, uh, great. Appreciate Jim, your time. And, Mike, and thanks, thanks for your for time. Yep. Have a great evening. All right. So, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, right, Ben. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. That was very cool. I loved hearing all the insight on yeah. where the ideas came from, especially. That's what I like to hear about is, you know, what was the justification behind, you know, maybe choosing one option or over the other. So that was good insight. No, that's great. I mean, I... I it's super exciting to be in that space where we get... And by the way, thank you for arranging this to, to make no, this no happen. You... You're the one who got this done. This is our perfect niche, and uh, and just really fun to kind of see this. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wish I would have asked is how big is the team? I didn't. I did not. Oh ask yeah, we that. should ask that. I well, think he said it was a couple around the world, right? Or yeah. And I was surprised just how interactive their social media was with this podcast. They tweeted it. It's on their Facebook page yeah. um, with a link to all of your stuff. I mean, it, they were good about promoting. I like to see that from companies when, you know, when they are going to be on a show and when they get invited to do stuff, they promote it. They were a lot more active than I was, you know, in, in promoting the show today. I was like, I, I was checking well, my emails. Well, we talk about it. We build it up in the week, so our listeners know it's coming and stuff like that, you know, whereas they want to get the word out that they're going to be on it. He had gone back and watched the review that we had done, yeah. the, kind of the impromptu review, and uh, I was surprised when I asked him, 
you know, um, how many podcasts have you been on? I thought there were, he would have said, oh, we've done bunches of them. Especially and when he said it's been around, this has been a two-and-a-half-year project. When yeah. he said that, I'm like, yeah, I was shocked it's only been two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard that, you know, Paul Throt brought this up on Windows Weekly, and I thought, oh, crap, you know. But uh, I think this is, I mean, this is probably as close to being as an early adopter as I'm going to get from some of these things and having this stuff out there first. And uh, not that that really matters, but... Um, Pretty cool, and I think guys, yep. if you're listening to this, if you're you're, you're hearing this, I, for 99 bucks, you should watch the stores. I think this is one of those things. Yeah, man, you can't, Mike. I don't think you can go wrong from a device standpoint. That's been the gist of my review that I've been, you know, creating over time. I just keep adding things as I experience more and more, and just I keep going back to the fact that you can't beat it for the price. And the use cases we heard from him tonight are good to add in to what I was thinking. But, uh, you know, I kind of mentioned it at the end there that for a grandparent, this is the perfect computer. You know, because, you know, it's funny. I've played more solitaire on this machine than I've ever played solitaire in my entire life. It's I forgot how much fun solitaire is, uh, but well, the, I know you Windows your mom version. loves playing solitaire, so, and, and so do my grandparents. And the Windows 10 version of all those games, solitaire, and they've got it's Minefield this game and, and they, Bingo, and my favorite thing is to run Bingo in the Windows Store because it's the, the interface is so cool, and it's okay. really cool on a touchscreen. And so you actually play against a bunch of people playing these bingo games, and you're in a room, and there's music playing. It's pretty cool. Windows, if you haven't checked out the Windows 10 games that are in there, this is, I mean, it's still the old games, but there's a whole bunch of community. You sign in with your Xbox um, Live ID or Xbox ID. It's pretty cool. I, 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 you should check it out. If you haven't checked out games on Windows 10, um, you should check it out. But that's interesting that you've been playing yeah. <laughs> more Windows games. Right. Well, okay, and this machine has gotten me so into Windows and, and looking at it as an option. Uh, we were shopping at the local mall here in Omaha for Christmas stuff. It was me and uh, my wife's family. And I stopped by the Microsoft Center down there in the big atrium that they have. And, man, that um, I forgot, the Surface Book, Surface Book? is... Oh, that's a nice machine. That's pretty sweet. I mean, it's pricey. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's up there in price, but all of their new devices are pretty cool. I would give this if I seriously if I was buying a Surface Book with this they've you know they had a few driver issues with that. Oh thing. really? So and give it time. So I'd give it a little bit of time. They're gonna have okay. to work some stuff out, but maybe spring. I I think yeah. you, you could get it now. It's cool. It's very cool. McCabe's got one, very very cool. Surface Pro Four, very very cool. I mean the new pen, very very cool. Right. The the fingerprint reader on the keyboard on Surface Pro Four, very very cool. Windows Hello, very very cool. I mean there's just. There's lots of cool things with Windows 10. We kind of get distracted. There's actually a new build out tonight too for Windows 10. So you should, you should. Lo- Maybe it's for fast. I got ring. it. Oh, did you? Are you on the fast ring? Uh, is it 1182? 11, so. Yep. So. I, I got. It. I'm in the fast ring now. Good. So, Good. so I grabbed Dude, that. You're a Windows Insider. That kills me. <laughs> yeah. Things have changed a lot, and you've really confused me because we are at the stage right now. Uh, we need a new computer for Hannah. Her old computer is to put my old laptop is not doing it anymore I mean it's seven years old and now we've got to consider a Windows machine I mean we used to just be able to focus on you know the Mac offerings but now I've got to consider hey do we consider you know a Windows yeah. uh, laptop for you certainly for the me. price points are much different right when you all of a sudden now when you start considering Windows the price points change right it's like you know what? Maybe we can't get away with something that'll go two or three years at a lower price point. That yeah. See, I'm wanting know. a machine that I could also, if need be, use as a travel podcasting rig. Yeah. So okay. pretty high specs on video and stuff like that. So I'm looking to okay, if we're gonna get a laptop, we're gonna spend the money. Let's let's do it right. 
But man, now you've just got me all conflicted. You took this Apple fanboy, and now I don't know what I am. I, my identity is up in the air. Oh, it's, it's welcome just, welcome to my world. You come out of the closet, my <laughs> no, friend. <it's>, Thank you. <laughs> now my mom's really worried about me. It's just all... What have yeah. you turned in? I'm going to get this call from your mom. Why, what have you done to my son? Yeah, he suggested a Windows machine to my mother. <laughs> I thought you were a friend. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, um... Uh, Ben, thanks for coming on. Uh, if you if you go back and listen to this and and uh, listen to the comments after the fact and and kangaroo in focus as well for doing that, we'll keep an eye on them. Um, that's a pretty cool, pretty cool deal, and we're excited about what's coming up. I do have another really big community announcement, and and so I want to stay on a little bit later. So Lopta had uh, his wife had the baby, and so oh, they're nice. on on Tuesday, so two days ago. And all is good. He says all is fine. I asked for permission if I could announce it on the show. He's such a big part of what we do here that uh, I thought it'd be cool. And so I immediately tweeted him, "Dude, I need a parts list for your baby monitor." So because yeah. he's gonna build his own. This is the cool thing. Okay. We're gonna buy one. We're gonna get one of those ones that Kyle was looking at. Probably, I'll probably wait till after Christmas and see if we can get a pretty good deal on something like that. But Lopta is. Um, uh, you know he's always here, and I I, I didn't see him tonight, and I was kind of wondering, maybe she had the baby, and yeah. uh, she did indeed, and he gave me permission to talk about it. So congratulations, Lopta, to you, and I know you're a big part of the community here, and uh, super important. Get me that parts list so we can get those uh, things out to you. you. Can build it, and if you you're listening and you want to take advantage of our tech scholarship fund, by the way, hopefully you're taking advantage of it as you're buying Christmas gifts. This is the best time to get it done. I was telling Mike before the show, I typically see a bump in the scholarship fund after Christmas as you guys buy all the things you didn't get for Christmas <laughs> and you use the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund. Um, just a, a reminder, the averageguy.tv slash Amazon is the way to get that in use. If you use Amazon um, slash, let's see, Amazon CA, so the averageguy.tv slash Amazon CA, of course that benefits Sadler. Yeah, he's still around. I've talked to him a couple times. And if you use the Canadian link for it, he, we, that goes to an account there, and uh, he'll use that as he needs to. Get some little gift card. And uh, I need—I tried to get John back on the show for our anniversary um, show, and we just couldn't uh, get the get it all together. I will get him back on here sometime early next year. Mike, anything else uh, from your side? Uh, I think we'll call we'll wrap this thing up. But anything else that uh, we need to talk about before we bring this in for landing? I think that covers it. I just love that interview. Ben was great, and uh, I, now it's gotten me more excited for future iterations of the doc, especially. Super pumped yeah. for it. I'm, it got me more excited now for the future of this thing. I, I already like using it, and now that I know that there's a future in it, I mean, this is not just going to be a one-and-done kind of, oh, we were just testing to see how it works. They're really putting a lot of research into the future of these products, which uh, is, is good. It's awesome. I'm really excited. They got, they got their hands full. Yeah, they do. You can tell I mean, they're extremely busy. <laughs> and everything we brought up, they have considered, which means, I mean, they are just going through, I'm sure, just meeting after meeting of ideas yeah. on how to, where to go yeah, with this that's, device. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I hope they can, you know, that's the hardest part when you have a hit is coming up with the next right. one. And uh, so. That was surprising to hear from, I was just shocked that, okay, that that wasn't expected. You know, it's kind of. You never different know. to hear that. You know, you, you never know, and you he was totally know. right. You know, they didn't know with this thing what the expectations well, could be. And what they the hit at the right time with the right need and the right place, right? They got the right OS. Right. Imagine a year ago trying to do this with Windows 8. <laughs> no, not going to happen, right? It's gonna. There's no way they could do it at 99 bucks a year ago, no. right? I mean, 
all the things just kind of came together all at the right time. And what's what's crazy about it is there's a uh, there's a demand for it. You would right. you would have thought somebody would have you know we talked about the one laptop per child uh, idea I think in our interview and it's there at ninety nine bucks. This is the price point they were trying to get laptops to a hundred bucks. Yeah. So they could get laptops in hands. Imagine. You know, students being able to have this to take with them and maybe one monitor for, you know, you think in these poor countries, one monitor or really even, I mean, you could get a monitor down to 50 bucks, right? You right. could get a cheap HDMI monitor that would plug in that they could take with them and power it for, for 50 bucks. So, well, and here's what they did right. They have enough features and it's powerful enough that you got us pro users very interested in it. Us techies, the family tech guy, is extremely interested in this, and once we get our hands on it and test it, um, it's easily going to be a recommendation that we have for the ideal user, you know, kind of the just normal everyday mail, email, web browsing um, user, and so they, they, they did it right. They got everyone interested, and then they made it good enough for us, but then also perfect for some other users, so word of mouth, I think, is going to go viral. We obviously already saw that they're sold out, but even beyond this, I think you're going to have a lot of people getting these in their hands and then suggesting them to their users. You know what? I can go into a Microsoft store and get a signature PC for ninety nine bucks. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like it's just and oh yeah, it works with this and that works with that and you can plug this into it and it's got USB ports and right. you know it does lack an audio output. It does. And I think that's a shame. I, I think if that would have been on the side, from you know there's those three ports with with the with the SD, the micro USB. I think an audio port on the side would have been. I mean that would have been amazing at that point there's already there's ways around that you know that dock you can you can plug in USB speakers to it yep. you can Bluetooth the speakers to be honest with you that's probably what you should be doing anyways is buying a pair of Bluetooth speakers right I've got that Alexar it's on the site if you haven't looked at the Alexar review I've got a, a boom brick I think is what they call it Olexar boom brick it's out there 50 bucks I think I've seen it as cheap as uh, 30 bucks on mobilefun.com those guys have been uh, kind enough you know they sent me a Life-proof case to try out for my iPhone. They gave they they shipped us that Olexar boom brick. Um, they have been really. They sent me the the battery extender for my phone. Um, growing to be a great part of the community and actually real reasonable prices. So if you haven't checked them out, mobilefund.com uh, or just Google mobile fund. That's usually the easiest way. To, and they have a UK version as well. I don't know if they're in Canada or not, but check them out. On this mic, I think paired with a Bluetooth speaker is probably the right way to go. Oh, definitely. Just to be honest. Yeah. yeah it, well, I mean, HDMI works. So if you have speakers on in. your monitor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Right. But quit well, plugging stuff in. It's got you. It's got Bluetooth. Just yeah. <laughs> that's true. I think that tends to be the trend with this thing. I mean, really, I don't have anything plugged in via USB right now because I use all Bluetooth, Bluetooth mouse, uh, Bluetooth keyboard, because that is what makes it super easy. I just grab my keyboard and mouse. I go in the living room and I plug it into our big screen TV, and we've got a computer there. It's kind of cool. Just leave, just leave that stuff laying around where you're at. Set yeah. it down. It automatically connects and go for it. So yeah. um, that's pretty cool. Tony, I think, just can't wait till they come back in stock. He's got uh, he's got some money on a Microsoft uh, credit, and uh, he says it would be great uh, for uh, it'd be a great den PC. Um, this and a monitor would just be enough, and it absolutely would. I mean, it's just a great way. Maybe a little little Bluetooth keyboard you put on your lap, and uh, away you go. So, no, pretty cool. Well, we'll thank those guys for uh, for uh, uh, providing Ben to come out tonight, and well, I hope we get him back. That would be a lot of fun to have them come out. Hopefully, we'll sell a few of these for them. I think yeah. I think we probably will. 
if you're thinking about buying one, let me know. Love to hear from you. If you're thinking about, you have anything else, Mike? Before I before I close it. Well, I was gonna say if you guys do get these, or if you have any questions, specific questions, um, on Twitter at Uyghur Tech, W-I-E-G-E-R Tech, T-E-C-H. Uh, just hit me up there. I love answering questions, and if I get enough of those from you guys, that really helps me shape my review of this thing that I want to do for the site. I want it to be as comprehensive as possible. So anytime you guys just think of a question, uh, tweet me or email me, however you want to get a hold of me. Uh, let me know, and I'll get back to you directly, and then I'll put it also in the review. It'll help me out. So. And Mark Robinson says ca.mobilefund.com. They are in Canada. I'm sure they were. Mobilefund.com, and I think it's mobilefund.uk or something like that for their UK site. Just again, Google Mobile Fund. Those guys have been great supporters, and if you use them, they got some great deals running from time to time, and and uh, they have been great supporters of the network as well. If you have questions, of course, comments, contributions. You know, uh, Neil sent me a voicemail this week, uh, and uh, with some comments about last week's show. Mike, you might. Uh, I'm not going to play it, but. He did say, love the show. By the way, Blab Show was super popular. I got a lot of positive really? comments about our, our Blab Show last week. Neil didn't like the opening music. Sorry about that, Mike. He says he's not much of a wrestling fan, is what he said. Oh. Well, it's basketball, <laughs> so he's fine. He should, it's okay. He'll be good. That's what he said on his voice message. And, you know, I knew, in fact, you had even said to me, you know, did you mean to leave the first part of that in? And right. there was a, it was a clue to that we had a new opening coming up because I mentioned, you know, we're doing something new here. And so I, 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 did. I did. I left that on a purpose to make sure folks... Well, I was hoping knew. they would understand it was a total joke. Like, I didn't replace our intro music. I kind of liked it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I wish well, every morning I woke up... You know, to look, well, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'm gonna you make know. you the. My name is, you know, Jim Collison. One that you can really wake up in, in style. If that could be your alarm clock, how cool! I'm gonna make that actually. Tomorrow okay. I'm gonna wake up to that. Good. I'll tell you how I like it. I like it. Uh, interesting show last week. So if you missed last yeah. week's show, Good. go back and listen to it. We'll be back on Blab uh, here uh, over the next couple weeks. Actually, we're gonna use it a lot more. Just thinking about the Christmas schedule. So um, we have uh, some. Let me, let me look at the schedule. So next week we're gonna actually do. We're moving it to Wednesday, Mike. I know you can't be a part of it. So it's me and I'm. Oh, gonna but it's Wednesday. Wednesday. I can next week. Yeah, yeah. I think the Wednesday before Christmas Eve. Seventeenth. Yeah. Yes, the Wednesday, because Christmas Eve is Thursday. I don't want to do yes. it on Christmas Eve. So yeah, we're going to move it that. to Wednesday next week. Okay, okay. good. You're in. Yeah. We're back on Blab, and it's it's just another kind of open tech Christmas you know, bonanza show as we talk okay. about all the things we're hoping that we get. It was the New Year's days. Eve one I can't do. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah. right, new. okay, good. So we're on for next Wednesday. So a little programming note. We'll be doing this Wednesday instead of Thursday for you live folks. Uh, and then we are moving on to, we will be doing one the night of the 31st. So Thursday night, that's New Year's Eve, at least here in, in the United States it will. In Australia, you guys are, it'll be New Year's Day. You guys will <laughs> be done partying at that point. Um, and, and so we've got that coming up. That's going to be a future tech for 2016 show. It'll be me. I'll probably try to get a couple other guests to come in. We'll be on Blab again. And we'll be thinking about the future. And so that'll be a fun show. Some predictions for 2016, just those kinds of things. So you can join us. Watch uh, the Twitter account for that. And then the first week of January, Peter Hudson is coming back from Shelfie, which will be really cool. Jamie uh, Siminoff from the, the founder and chief inventor of Ring. That's going to be awesome to have. He's going to make it again. He said he'd promise he'd be in the United States and he wouldn't sleep through <laughs> the interview. Uh, so Rich Hay is coming back on. Mike Howard's going to come talk about Unraid. We've got Nathaniel Lindley coming back up. Amber Gott is back here in February to talk from Last Pass. Got a buddy of mine, Zach Fowler, coming from the University of Nebraska at Omaha. He runs a 
he runs a really cool consulting operation out of the university, and he's just a, he's a tech guy like me, and so like us, like all of us, really. So Zach is going to come on, and then Chris Barnes is coming back. Uh, Mike, you don't know Chris, but the 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 community does. Chris always comes on the first of the year, and uh, he's over at the end user. And Chris is he's not only he's got great pipes. I mean, the guy's got a radio voice that's so good. He's a nerd like all of us. So we're going to uh, we're going to have Chris Barnes on. So we have got some really cool stuff lined up for you all the way into March. And uh, hope you, you say can underage? I've never heard of it. I don't Which, think I've uh, ever. I've never. Oh, I've never heard no, nobody no. has ever heard of it. Actually, I don't think to be so. honest with you, yeah, no. I wish people in the chat room would talk about it more. <laughs> yeah, they could. There's room in the chat you room know. for them to talk about yeah. Unraid a little bit more. Lots of good stuff coming up. If you uh, just a reminder, if you do get over onto the site and you see the red light that says "Chat with Jim" on, uh, most of the time I try and leave that. I try to turn it off. I sometimes forget, and I'm sorry. So if you try to communicate with me and you don't get something back. It just means I forgot to turn it off. But oftentimes, if it's the evening hours here in the United States, I'll be available. Give me a ping. Love to chat with you sometimes when I'm sitting at my desk. We want to thank the guys over at talk.to for that as well. They do a nice job uh, over there and what they're doing with their with their, uh, with their their social service. The AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, of course, is powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people you know and trust. And that's just Christian. He's going. He'll be back in Buffalo over the holiday, kind of patching servers and bringing stuff up to date, making the network better. Ten bucks a month gets you hosting and media hosting. If you're thinking about it from a podcasting standpoint, really, even just a website, uh, ten bucks a month is nothing. And Christian does a lot of work for you to make sure that is in the right place. It's secure. He even gave me a call the other day. He goes, Jim, this site's getting hammered. We need to change some things. And I thought oh, that's really cool. He's, he's he's keeping track of the logs. You won't find it too much more secure than if Christian's running it. Head over to maplegrovepartners.com, and he'll set that up for you. Ten bucks a month. Plans start at ten bucks a month, and that's basically unlimited everything. So, you might not not true, but sure feels like it. You can all listen. You can also listen to Home Gadget Geeks on the new Android or iPhone app. I mentioned that earlier with both the live and recorded versions, all in a single app. Search Home Gadget Geeks in either the, the uh, uh, Android Play, that's not what they call it, Google Play Store or the iTunes app, or just go to our site, homegadgetgeeks.com. It'll all be right there, and uh, it will allow you to uh, listen to the live stream all the way through on the app as well. We want to thank LastPass for their sponsorship. We're live out here every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. All out at the average guy. Did I say that right? 8 p.m. Eastern? No, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Out of the, it's late. Yeah. More. That's, what That's the time of my show. So. Yes. 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out at theaverageguy.tv slash live. And if you're out there live, stay around for the post show. But with that, we'll say goodnight, everybody. <laughs>